welcome back to the podcast we like to call What Is Life, Dude? What is life, dude? My name is Eric. I'm Sarah. And we have a, a co-host today. Her name's Yo-Yo. Yo-Yis Baratheon. <laughs> She's a... Uh, that's not her actual name. No. Her actual name is Yolanda, Yolanda Fontaine. Fontaine. Ames. Meckler Meckler Ames. Ames. I don't think my mom would like her to go by Meckler. No. My mom has a very Jewish... Uh, what is it called? What? What is that called? Maiden name. Maiden name. Maiden name. Uh, we're talking about Eric's mother's dog, Yo-Yo, <laughs> whom we are babysitting currently as as his mom recuperates from a surgery. Yes, she is okay. It was a surgery on her foot. Not a huge deal, but it's a hindrance to the caretaking of... Of Miss Yo-Yo. <laughs> of Miss Yo-Yo. Sarah and I just went to Starbucks. <laughs> I am... Are you lit? Yeah, I do feel I'm lit. I'm so lit. Well, it's hard to know if it's the caffeine or the fact that we just sat out in the sun in mm-hmm. beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Beautiful Boulder, Colorado, <laughs> which is uh, not where we live. No. Uh, we're close to Boulder, though. We sat out in front of Starbucks and drank a cold brew with some of that silk uh, dairy-free half-and-half, which mm. I brought in a little Tupperware. <laughs> Check uh, our Instagram stories. Right. Actually, no, they'll be gone by. They will have expired. Actually, no, they won't have. Depending. Depending, depending. on when you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sat out and had a very riveting conversation. It was great. In the six, mid-60s weather, which is a rarity. Yo-Yo just gave the biggest yawn, and it was so cute. Listen, people, Yo-Yo is so snuggly. She is sitting in my lap right now, mostly because I have a big fuzzy blanket on my lap. Because where we record this podcast in the basement is frigid, so. So what happens is we we turn the heat on. We set the heat to a nice 69 degrees, <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> and it heats up by the thermostat more, more than it heats up downstairs. Right. So it's 66 degrees down here, which is cold compared to 69. But then on a sunny, beautiful day like this... The upstairs heats up to like 70-something, and it doesn't get warmer down here. Yeah. So it's just straight up cold. So we're bundled. I've got the fuzzy blanket. I've got a yo-yo on me. She's so cute. She is. So what is she doing with her eye? She's like kind of blinking and winking. Is there something in her eye? She's like half winking, and her eye was convulsing. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It was cute. She's like a 12-pound Italian greyhound chihuahua. Maybe Jindo? Jindo. Is that the name of the dog? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right. She's very cute. So cute. She's overly affectionate, I might say. <laughs> like, you come home, and you let her out of the crate, and you she touch squeals. her. And she squeals. <laughs> it's a little much, but it's pretty cute. It's cute. Yeah. So, that's where we are at. Should we give some updates? A little recap of the past week. Because the last time we sat down to... F- to I keep saying film, because I'm used to making videos. The last time we sat down to record a podcast was... Uh, over two weeks ago, because we did the previous two episodes in one go. Two-parter. Right. Yeah. So it feels like it's been a while since we've been here. Actually, it's only been a couple of hours, because we <laughs> tried to record this episode earlier today, and then we stopped because we were in grumpy moods. Sometimes doing the podcast is hard. Sometimes neither of us want to talk, right? Right. It's just, it's like, it's a combo of... Not wanting to talk, which leads to not being able to, like, have a real conversation. Which leads to frustration. Which leads to grump. Yeah, well, because the thing is, 
It's not that the conversations that we were having earlier were bad. It's that we felt they were boring for other people to listen to. Which, you know what I mean? Which leads to us feeling uninspired. Sure. And then we just got grumpy and we went to Starbucks and sat in the sun and now we feel invigorated and we feel high as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was going to say. No, um, just me? Well, we've talked about this before on the podcast is that you and I have this dynamic where we amplify each other's relation, uh, uh, emotions. Emotions. Which I feel like happens to some extent in, in most relationships, but especially in ours, like, when one of us is sad, we're both kind of sad and dejected. Mm-hmm. So we kind of both have to be in the same headspace to record the podcast and be entertaining. Right. The solution is <laughs> get super freaking lit before... Get some vitamin D in that system. If you know what I mean. Remember <laughs> the first run of the podcast, we used to do it at night? And we used to, like, make a drink. Ooh, I just bumped oh, yeah. into the microphone. That was fun. Yeah, except it's – I don't like drinking. Like, sure. I don't f- – I feel – okay, the last two times – actually, not the last two – I've <laughs> – I don't drink that much. And I've gotten – tipsy Tipsy, drunk-ish three times in the last – Three weeks, I'd say. You are such a de- degenerate slug, well, honestly. Well, the first time, Potter had come over and we barbecued. And I had two beers in the middle of the day and I was literally down for the count. Out yeah. for the – down. Down because it's like wrestling. Maybe you get, both. You get pinned down. Down for the sure. count. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the day. And yeah. I had two beers at like 2 p.m. Yeah. And I was just out. I felt like garbage. And then the next week, I went out with Brett and had two beers and I was like, the same thing. I felt like garbage for the rest of the night. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's just so terrible. Yeah. And then you feel like garbage the next day. It's true. I don't like it. And I don't feel more like you're, I did it because you, like, you want to feel loose when you podcast, you creative. Feel nice and loose. Yeah. And I'm, no. Mm-mm. Do you not like the person you are when you're drunk? I think I'm the same. I think I'm just less attentive. Sure. Uh, is that the word? Uh, it could be. I don't know. What, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because my brain is going attentive, crazy. Attentive. Yes. See. Yeah. I just feel like I can't. I try to be very respectful and I try to like focus on the conversation I'm having with people. And when I'm even the slightest bit drunk, it's harder for me to do that. Right. And I don't like that. Sure. Right, because I used to be always used to be a person that, oh, I would just have conversations so I could talk, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've really gotten better at listening, listening and responding. Mm-hmm. And when I'm drunk, the drunker I get, the harder it is for me to do that. Okay. Though I, I drank like, I think I drank three of those Bud Light seltzers. <laughs> not a sponsor, but those are good. Yeah. Some of those flavors are better than White Claw I mean, flavors. Post Malone would not do us wrong. Yeah, he wouldn't lie to us just to make millions of dollars, <laughs> that fuckhead. Just kidding. I like him. And I'm sure he likes the Bud Light Seltzer because it's good. I thought you were going to say, I'm sure he likes us. I'm sure he loves us. <laughs> What's not to like? Come on. Have you seen us? Uh. But I drank three of those when we played D&D the other night. And first of all, I barely felt drunk. Right. I was having White Claws mm-hmm. right alongside you. They're uh, synonymous, almost. Yeah. I do think right? the Bud Light's a little better, but um, don't come it's at interesting. me. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting because you're, I, I've always, I don't like alcohol. I don't like the flavor. I'm not a connoisseur of any type of alcohol the way some people are. I don't like beer. 
the way that you do. I love beer. So if I'm drinking, I'm drinking to get tipsy because I like I like I'm an introvert and I like being an extrovert. So I've always liked the person that I am when I'm kind of tipsy better than my baseline personality, which maybe is sad. But um yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I do it to be more extroverted, but you're already extroverted, so <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I have a line. I feel like I can be tipsy up to a point and I'll be like, oh, I'm still me. And then I'll get drunk to a point where I'm like more introverted. Mm-hmm. Also, my mouth just made such so a weird just, sound. So we just, we switch. We uh, are opposites. Right. Because you're a Leo moon and I'm a Gemini moon. <laughs> right? Sure. Astrology. Sure. Shout out astrology. Right. Can I also just, this is totally unrelated, but a technical podcast thing, which I'm just going to be super boring for the next 30 seconds. I apologize in advance is I I switched these microphones we use. I switched a setting on the back that I've never played with before to make our voices sound clearer. And I was making our voices sound clearer in post Mm -hmm. the entire time we've had these mics on the podcast. And they sound so much better. Now. Now, just just raw. Don't they? Don't they sound so much clearer? Yeah, I like it. I'm a fan. Me too. Good job, sure. You make good microphones. Okay. All right, so little recap of the past week, which is what we started talking about, and then we got off topic. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm absolutely going to have to pee at some point yeah, during me too. this podcast. We, we did drink a lot of cold brew we, we with got three a, pumps of sugar-free vanilla. And the <laughs> aforementioned Tupperware half and half. Half, half. Yeah, that stuff's good. Okay, recap, week cap. So we're recording this on Sunday. We typically will record our podcast on Sunday. They go live the next day. So they're nice and fresh. Though we want <laughs> hot and fresh. Though we want to get into the habit of doing it maybe on a Friday. We'll so see. we have a few days to like prep and maybe promo it since we never promo our podcast. Yeah. Um, tell your friends while you're at it, while you're listening. Call your friends on your way to work and say, hey, I'm listening to this dope podcast. Call, call them on your way to work. While you're listening to the podcast and say, hey, and put your phone up to the speaker. Say, listen to this. You like that? You like what you hear? All right. Should I stop? (laughs) So it's Sunday. Earlier this week, I I spent a couple days in Southern California, San Diego. My family lives there. I went there for a funeral because my Lolo, my grandfather, passed away after a couple months in hospice care and in in the family home. So that was sad. Uh... But it was nice to see my family, and the great thing about, like, Filipino families, because that's my Filipino half, and my dad's side is, like, Euromut, Irish, French-Canadian, etc. I'm not really in touch with that side of my heritage, but all of my family rolled out for that, and it was just nice to be in that energy. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, I'm very, I don't know, I've lived on my own for so long, and by that I mean I moved out of my family home for high school, after high school in 2009 and I haven't been back I've just visited and so but I feel like in my mind in my in the back of my mind like my idea of family feels the way that family felt when I was growing up like big Filipino party and I feel like that's what it's weird it's weird doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. because they say family and love to you is whatever is familiar even if it's not necessarily like super healthy, it's just whatever you're, what you experience most as a child. And so 
it's weird to be, I'm like my age and I'm like, oh, I don't really think I want children. I want to have this very career driven life, but that's going to make it hard for me to build my own version of this life that my brain has anchored as like what happiness and like togetherness means. It is funny how happy memories from your childhood or just earlier in your life really set the stage for what you want in your life. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason I like hosting barbecues in the summer in the backyard and having my friends over is because I have really good memories of going to barbecues or people Mm -hmm. coming over to my house for barbecues that like my dad would host or something. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's just a familiar feeling. Right. And bad bad memories are the same. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like my mom would always want to take me to TJ Maxx. And, and you're like, no. Well, I just, no, I don't think anyone likes shopping, getting dragged around a store with a parent as a child. Right, right. And so it's just like those specific set of stores now, when I go in them to shop, I like have these like weird negative memories. Sure. And it wasn't even that bad. It's just you getting dragged around as a kid. Yeah. Which is what happens when you're a child because you don't have, you have zero control of your life. <laughs> you don't have free will. You literally don't. Yeah. But... And I just want to clarify that I do have some negative memories with my dad and happy memories with my mom. Sure. Because I listed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What did I do last week? While you left, I was supposed to umpire my first softball games up in Boulder of the season, but they got rained out because the fields were wet because it snows and melts. They schedule a game so early in March. And I feel like they never get played. And I, because I used to play in those leagues. And uh, I don't know why they keep doing it when it's usually snowing still in March and Boulder. So I was going to do those first games of the year and they got canceled. But I instead got to go to this new studio down in Denver that I'm working at and record one of my buddies' bands. They did a song. <laughs> they did a song. <laughs> um, yeah. And I got to engineer. What's and it s- called? One, one, Does it have a title? Yes. One one way track. Nice. I think. Eric played me a little snippet of it. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's this, pretty badass. It's cool. Yeah. So I got set up the mics and set up the session and engineered for them and produced it. And it sounds really good. And it was my first like solo experience in the studio kind of running the session. Mm-hmm. And it was good that it was a buddy of mine because it's harder with strangers. Yeah. Because you have to like really act a certain way. And thinking about how the recording process is going and also focusing on how you're acting is tough together. So I was like, okay, well, I kind of can just be myself and not, I didn't have to be super professional because it was like my buddy and his buddies. Mm -hmm. And I got to focus on doing the recording process and it sounds great. And it was super fun for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I, I think, well, you've said that James was so excited about it and they're so appreciative and I th- I think that that's cool that mm-hmm. you had that. that it's like gratifying to do things, to do nice things for people who appreciate it. Yeah. Like understand the value of it. Because mm-hmm. recording time is not cheap, you know? It's not. To record things in studio. Yep. And it's not cheap because there's a lot of expensive equipment you get to use. And you have, you have a me, an right, engineer, you that you have to pay. Someone with expertise. But usually and hopefully it's worth it right to get a product that sounds way better than if you were to do it at your house yes 
right? I also got an opportunity to do my Billy Joe Armstrong impression for a video for a popular YouTuber. This guy, Stevie T, makes funny music videos. He was doing a comedy video about how to make a, how to be Green Day, how to make a Green Day song. Mm-hmm. So he wrote like a very generic Green Day sounding song and he found one of my videos where I impersonated their lead singer. And he emailed me. He was like, hey, I'm doing this song. Do you want to be Billy Joe on it? <laughs> and I was like, uh, sure. So I broke out my impression for that video. And you can go find it. It's out on the internet. Stevie T. Stevie T. Yeah, very particular kind of humor. But but he has, he has, he has a, a lot of... He has, has a few, mil- two million subscribers. Little under, yeah. Yeah. So that was super random. And I had known him already. Yeah. And that was fun. Right. A lot of cool musical, musical oh, yeah, opportunities. Oh, and then you're... Uh, Eric has had on like f- like Fiverr, you know, freelancing websites, a gig posted to make uh, theme songs for like your podcast, or your YouTube channel, or what have you. And well, someone didn't approach you; you approached someone else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, one of my friends listens to a podcast called "The Bikini and the Brain," which is like a fitness and uh, they talk about fitness and nutrition, right? And she was like, yeah, every, every podcast episode, they talk about how they don't have a theme song and they want music for it. She was like, oh, maybe like email them or something. And I was like, all right. So all I, right. <laughs> all right. I'll email them. All right. I'll, I'll send them an email. <laughs> so I emailed them out of the blue and they were like, oh, yeah, this is what we'd kind of want in a theme song. So I made them a theme song and <laughs> I kind of just forced my way. I was like, here's a theme song. Give me money. Yeah. And I just like got myself a job opportunity. Give by me that. money. And it worked and they loved it. Nice. Uh, it was a... Uh, it was a rendition of the Pinky in the Brain theme song with new <laughs> lyrics about them. It was awesome, and it was fun. Yeah. How many theme songs do you think I've done so far? Five or six. Total? I don't know. Five or six. I think you like think more? 20. Ten? Really? Yeah. Theme songs? Mm-hmm. All right. We don't need to argue about it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just you... like read out your file names. Right. <laughs> I did one for this guy and for this guy. So if you need a theme song for anything, uh, ericamesmusic.com. HMU. I'm your boy. BB. All right. Do you want to take a quick little break and then we'll... A little potty break? A little potty break. I then... can't move because I can't wake Yo-Yo up. <laughs> but you can feel free to... She'll go back to sleep. Okay. All right. Let's take a little break and then we'll come back. <laughs> and we are back. And empty. Emptied bladders. <laughs> ads rolled. What? <laughs> that's what you were. That, that's what you had planned. Okay, nice. Well, it's not like I didn't go to the bathroom. He's always got the uh, bottom line mm-hmm. in mind. Mm-hmm. Our bottom line is my bottom's line. What? I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't a thing. Okay, so while we were at Starbucks, it, reinvigorating ourselves with caffeine and sunshine and vegan half and half. Mm-hmm. We started to have this conversation, yeah, about all the things we want to do and In achieve. Life. Yeah, well, how did how did it start? How did it start? I don't know. I really don't know. I think we were just actually. I asked if you were going to go on a run today. Mm-hmm. That's how it started, because Eric runs. What you run four times a week? Uh, three, three. Really? I've been running three times a week, lifting oh, three times a week, and biking cardio, one day a week. okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. To not injure myself. Right. So he's going to go run after we conclude this podcast. But then we were just talking about fitness in general and uh, how we both want to start eating a little bit healthier. 
because, I mean, we're both extreme foodies. We also both have this intense love of diet sodas mm. and artificial sweeteners in general mm, mm, and mm. energy drinks. And weirdly, we both like energy drinks for mostly the flavor that rather than the caffeine buzz. Right. Just give me a just give me a sugar-free monster with no <laughs> caffeine. That's all I want. Yeah. Inject that shit into my heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> and have it and watch it have no effect because there's yeah. no caffeine in it. Speaking of hearts, Eric's having heart surgery. Open heart surgery. It's not open. Tri- triple bypass. Stop lying to the consumer. <laughs> triple bypass? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, you're getting a couple stents put in. Okay, so yes, we'll get back to the conversation, but <laughs> I'm having heart surgery this week on Wednesday. I've had a pacemaker since I was a 10-year-old boy, uh, and every decade or so, I need to get, I need to get it replaced because the battery goes kapoop. So I got the first one put in when I was 10. I got a replacement battery when I was 16. And nine years later, I need to get my third one. It's like an hour-long surgery. They don't go anywhere near my heart. They basically just open the pocket where my pacemaker is. And they like pop off the lead that goes to my heart. They just unplug it basically, pull it out, put a new one in, attach it, and close it up. They don't have to like do anything to my actual heart. Right. But it is technically heart surgery, which sounds very scary. But it's quick and simple. Mm-hmm. So my mom and I just happened to both have surgeries within like six days of each other. Yeah. But And then you get to be baby for a couple of days. Right. And be weighted on hand and foot. Honestly, like, <laughs> like I'm having quote unquote heart surgery and my mom had foot surgery and you would assume the heart surgery is more serious. Yeah. But I think she's worse off than me. Because sure. she, you can't walk. Yeah, I mean, you'll be fine with right in a week, probably. I just won't be able to like move my left arm that much for a week, mm-hmm. which is fine. But yeah, so that's happening. So that's why I'm not injecting any energy drinks directly into my heart. Yeah, for now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about we were talking about fitness and healthy eating. Yeah, and we definitely enable each other as far as food goes. Like. It, it's really hard to – we talked about this in the episode about, like, diet industry and health and stuff. Mm. But it's really hard if your partner is not kind of on board with your healthy lifestyle yeah. to stay on board yourself. So we both definitely have to be on the same page about that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, making making, like, a cookbook – you know, for like a like vegan recipes to keep you fit. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, dessert. Yeah, meal plan. Doing more meal prepping. Because we're really good at it when we get ourselves on track. Right. And we were talking about how, you know, sometimes if you talk, if you dive too deep into the, I want to be fit. I want to lose X amount of weight. Yeah. I want to look this way, like this celebrity. You get a lot of... uh Backlash. Backlash from people who are like, oh, you don't need to look a certain way, body positivity. Right. And it's true. It's fine. If you, you can be body positive in both ways. Yeah. Right. And if you're not feeling body positive about yourself, you can either accept it and learn to be positive about your body or you can change it in a healthy way. Right. It's it's all about being healthy in my opinion. Right. I don't think like. If I lost 10 pounds, I'd still be at a healthy weight. Sure. And I would just, you know, have abs. Okay. I I think if you 
if you're already really skinny and you want to lose a certain amount of weight. There's just a line of like when it's an issue. Sure. Right? And what I'm saying is we're going to get backlash for being like, oh, we want to be healthy and look a certain way. Well, I don't think we will. But it, for me, it's more that I don't want to trigger anyone or offend anyone or make people think right. that my standards for my own body should apply to them. No. And I just want to be very sensitive to that. But I also want to be honest about my process. It's hard. It's hard to and we talked balance about it. that. We talked about it a lot in that episode. Yeah. It's like everything we want to do, we want to do for ourselves. Right. And I feel it at least, yeah, both of us, I feel, have this kind of time that we reference in our lives where we feel like we were the most like fit, like had the best habits maybe, like felt the most confident about our, our bodies. For me, it was like shortly after I started lifting weights, like getting in the gym for the first time. That was in like late 2016. And I just look back on that time and I felt so, like such a babe, you know what I mean? Not that I don't now or that it's not possible for me to feel that way now, but I definitely felt that way. I felt really empowered. I felt very proud of, I don't know, like the level of discipline that I proved to myself that I could attain. Right. And and also that time coincided with like the time that my channel started taking off and then shortly after I started talking to you. So I just have all of these positive associations with that time. And I feel like on some level, like my, I've been like subconsciously trying to get back there. First, it, it like goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, like mm -hmm. these happy memories and like this subconscious yearning. I guess it's not subconscious. I'm aware of it. <laughs> but like for you, you have one of those times too, like you reference quite often. Yeah, mine is basically senior year of college, which was, how old are you in college? Four, it was four years ago. Yeah, yeah, four years ago. I wasn't trying, really. Like, I was trying, but I, I think what basically happened, I guess I was super disciplined the summer before, because I was just like, oh, I just want to get into better shape than I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. And I was disciplined. I don't really remember what I was doing. But what I do remember is when I went back to school for the, for senior year, I was just running a few times a week, lifting weights a few times a week, a week, and just eating normally. I think it was easy because the way my schedule was in college, it's different than anything I've experienced after. So like right now, I'm home all the time, and it's you kind of just make your schedule as you go, and you eat whenever you want, kind of. And then when, when I was working a full-time job, it's like you have to plan, you eat before work, you bring certain things to work. You have to like plan your whole food schedule and exercise schedule while you're not at the house. Sure. But then in college, it was like, wake up, eat, go to class for a few hours, come home, eat lunch, go to class for a few more hours, come home, eat dinner. It was like very just easy to be like, okay, I'm just going to eat when I'm home. Mm -hmm. And it made it easy to regulate. Whereas now I'm kind of like, oh, I can eat whenever I want. So I wasn't really trying to do anything. I was just like eating at normal times and a normal amount and exercising once a day. Right. And I wasn't disciplined. I was just kind of doing what I had to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm, if I could get into that mindset. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it just goes back to the fact that fitness looks different for everyone. And we hope to get different things out of fitness, each of us individually. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Are you, are you also having cold sweats? Me? <laughs> I'm like... Cold, but also kind of sweaty. No, I'm fine. 
how thriving, much, how much more of that coffee did I drink than you? I don't think you did drink that much more than me. What is wrong with me? I really, I've been trying to find this out. Thank you. <laughs> I do have therapy on Tuesday. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this whole conversation basically led us to saying, well, what could we be eating? What could we be doing just to like be a healthy version of ourselves? And then we were like, well, why don't we just document it more? Because that's the kind of stuff we like to watch. Yeah. Right? Well, And what you pointed out to me was, I like to watch anything that's entertaining if I'm being entertained by people I like. Yeah. Right? So Rhett and Link, the YouTubers, they came out with their newest vlog yesterday. They were they went to a disc golf course, <laughs> and they were playing disc golf, which if you don't know, it's basically golf, but with like mini, we can't call Tiny them. Tiny Frisbees. We can't call them Frisbees because it's a brand name. But Frisbees. <laughs> oh, Frisbee is a brand name? Yeah. Huh. They're just called like throwing discs, the I think. The more you know. Yeah, so they have tiny Frisbees and they're trying to throw it into a goal, like golf. But they're like, hey, we're going to go play disc golf, but we're going to use tortillas. So they went to the grocery store and each picked a brand of tortilla <laughs> and they proceeded to play with tortillas, which worked poorly. How long was that vlog? 15, it, just, it just kept going 15 and going minutes. and going. But the point is it was so dumb, but I like them. It, it was entertaining to me. Right. So we're like, why do we have to focus so hard on what we're making and just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make healthy meals. Film it. We're going to go to the gym. Film it. We're going to go on a hike. Film it. Mm-hmm. And if people like us, they'll watch it. And hopefully a lot of people do. Yeah. So it kind of led us to that to that thought process. Right. Indeed. Indubitably. (laughs) Well, we just want to like, I don't know, we keep having the idea to just like, just go adventure and film it. And then we get wrapped up in all these other things and we don't do it. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, it's springtime. I don't have a real job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have little part-time jobs, but it still frees up more time. Yes. So we're like, let's just go take a road trip to California. And just film everything we do. Because now we're at a point where we can just use our phones. It doesn't have to be like a big burden on us. Sure. So it's like we could make content that people will enjoy. And we don't have to try exceptionally hard. But let's just go out there and do stuff. Mm. Let's just go explore outside in a place we've never been. Right. And film it. Yeah. That that prospect is exciting. Mm -hmm. And... It's interesting, I think, and I was saying this to you, I think there, it, it, there, is, there is a time to kind of be more introspective and introverted and not worry so much about, I don't know. Winter is just such a, such a specific time. Yeah. And I feel that like human habits mirror the climate, right? Like everything falls off the trees and it becomes hard to go outside and you just kind of, it, everything's dark and you're really uh, compelled to, especially when you live somewhere with seasons, maybe not in California, which is where I grew up, but like it, it, you're just compelled to be at home more often, like a lot more often with your thoughts. And it's less about doing and doing and doing and more about kind of like hibernating and but it's like um, in some ways a restorative time, I think. But it can feel kind of crappy, you know, especially if you have depression like me. And Stevie T. Yeah, but I feel that I <laughs> I feel like I'm. this is the first year that I'm kind of, not that I'm embracing it, 
because I still kind of bitch about the weather sometimes. I'm trying to be better about it because I know it's not really even that bad here in Colorado. Um, but I'm just spoiled by having grown up in California. <laughs> but I feel like this is the first year where I've kind of just admitted like, yeah, I can't have the same level of drive and energy and passion. I, that's not something that I need to sustain year round. Like it's okay to have different seasons of life, focus on different things, be motivated towards different goals. And yeah, that's what I've learned. So do you think it's beneficial to live in a place where there are seasons for that reason? Um, I don't think it's necessary, but okay. I do think it's a lesson that I learned because I lived in a place with seasons for the first time in my life. Like, do you think when we move to California, which is something we want to do in the near future, eventually, in the near future, eventually, mm-hmm. um, like, do you, because I've never lived in a place that had one season, like right. SoCal. Yeah. Do you think it'll hit me that hard? No. Like, do you think we'll always be motivated because no. there's no winter? No. Do you think it'll just ebb and flow naturally? No, anyway? because I think that humans just are so adaptable that when you live somewhere, you know, like I was asking my mom and sister, like, what do you what do you guys think is cold? Because I realized when mm-hmm. I was in California, my cold tolerance was so low. Like yeah. it would be like 66 degrees and I'd be so cold. Now it's 40 degrees and you're like, oh, it's pretty warm out today right. in the middle of the winter. Right. So I went, I was visiting California this past week for all the funeral stuff and I was so warm. I'm like, interesting. I've changed. I've adapted. So I feel like when you go back to that that's, that situation or that climate, you're like, oh, this is my new winter now. What did your family say in response to what do you think is cold? My mom said like low, mid-60s. What did your sister say? Did she answer? I don't know. Well, I think she said like 40s. Yeah. Because she's once lived in she lived Nebraska. In, oh, Nebraska. So, right. So she has that. She experience has that of, of her clothes freezing on her. Ugh. Yeah. I would never, ever move to that group of states. <laughs> Nebraska, Kansas. Right. You know, those two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are like 47 states I wouldn't move to. Like, what? I feel like there, I would, there's such a specific, specific places I'd What would it take live. for you to move back to New York? What would it take? I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe a really good opportunity for us. If you were really wealthy, would you move back to New York? Because I know like a huge deterring factor now is it's extremely expensive to live there. I feel like I would move just barely upstate, mm-hmm. like right around the city in like right. Westchester area. Okay. Like a half or like Connecticut. Sure. Like somewhere close to <laughs> New York City, but not in the city. Okay. Yeah. So all of this is to say that sitting outside in the sun at the very beginning of March has reinvigorated our drive to do stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it feels good. Right. Now we just got to do it. <laughs> we'll see about that. Come on. Come on. But like I said, it should be easier because we have phones that take nice video. That's really not, I don't feel that that's the, the limiting factor for me. Right. What is? I feel like the limiting factor for me is a, my, my self-consciousness, the feeling that I have to look a certain way to be on camera or I'm going to receive flack. Mm. B, I feel that my life isn't that interesting. Right. I'm like, how many times am I going to make a tofu scramble people, mm-hmm. right? Like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Uh, see my self-consciousness around other people when I'm filming. It's not like, it's not like carrying around a camera is that difficult, but right. yeah. Well, it's I just, psychological limits. I think the reasoning, I think the reason that comes up for me is because I'm so like limited when it comes to camera stuff. Like if a shot doesn't look good, I don't know how to make it look better. Mm. But if you have a phone and you're just like pointing it at yourself, right? iPhones just auto everything. If it's like dark, it'll just automatically brighten it. Yeah. And if I have to control that by myself, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Right. But you know, on that note, this is like a totally, this is like a departure from the topic, but. That's good. Um, when you're talking about being intimidated by camera stuff, I think about when I moved here early 2018, 2018, right? Yeah. Shit. I've Jenny. been here for a while. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't really know that much about cameras, even though I had been making YouTube videos for kind of a while, kind of a few years. And like learning about digital cameras and all the settings was so intimidating to me that I just did not try for the longest time where I would like watch one YouTube video wouldn't land and then I'd be like okay fine another time another time um and then I learned and now it's like second nature to me I mean I'm not like a super skilled videographer by any means but I know exactly what I need to know to get the results I need same goes with like color grading and editing and Adobe Premiere Pro and using like Lightroom to edit photos like all of that is so intimidating and then it's not. And then <laughs> the same way with music and like, like, like I'm 28 and I've loved music my entire life and like known that I wanted to do music on some level my entire life, right? Like I've told you, you make the little uh, about me posters in like first grade and it's like my favorite food, my favorite color, what I want to be when I grow up. And it was like me like in front of a microphone, my little stick figure of me. Like, I want to be a singer. Mm -hmm. So it's like I've known that, but, like, just, like, the mental blocks just prevented me from even seeking out the information I needed to get closer to that. Yeah. And, like, lately since I've been studying music and making actual time every single day for the most part to, like, practice music, I I've realized, like, it's so much harder in my brain than it actually is, like once you actually just get started. And the payoff is so like immediate, right? Like I've been listening to this podcast for like a couple weeks and I already feel like so like my confidence level is so much higher. It just takes like that first couple steps yeah, to get there. Well, do you then want to quickly talk about like what we've been doing music wise because you are <laughs> you are like you're starting to live this dream a little more right I feel like it's so interesting we both are yeah it's it's very very interesting yeah to be like at a place where I didn't know if I'd ever get to this place but also to not be super happy it's weird isn't it mm -hmm. like it it kind of goes back to the like adjusting to things Adjusting to weather, adjusting to levels of happiness, adjusting to levels of comfort. Like, humans just always want more and more and more. Well, we're in a weird spot right now. Yeah. Because we're starting to make music. We have, like, four songs, like, in the works. Right. Like, production-wise. Mm -hmm. And then you have, like, a billion others that you have ideas <laughs> for. But, like, 
it's weird to be in that spot where like you're still making Sarah's vegan videos. Yeah. And I'm like trying to scrounge five like freelance jobs and studio work and umpiring mm-hmm. work, just like random stuff to just keep myself above water. Yeah. Right. Uh, is that the phrase? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's and we're not getting any we're not getting anything back yet from music. Right. Right. Because you can't make money from music unless people listen to it. People can't listen to it until you make it and put it out there. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we're in this position where we're like, oh yeah, we're making music. It feels awesome. We're so proud of this. But until people can listen to it, it feels like there's not going to be a return. And there will be. Mm-hmm. Just we're not there yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like we're kind of living our dream. What's going to feel great is when we have music out and people are listening and people are commenting. Right. And we're making more. Yeah. Right? So we're in this position where we're being motivated and fueled by people saying, oh, I love those first two singles. Like, I can't wait for more. And we're like, baby, we're get- you're going to give you more. Right. Because right now it's like... Uh, we have covers out, but, like, it's not our music yet. Yeah. You know? I mean, as far as, like, the seasons of life that I was talking about, I feel like I'm a very naturally obsessive person. So I'm usually, like, super obsessed with one thing at any given time and then at the exclusion of other things. It's like, oh, I'm the fitness person now. I'm exercising. I'm, like, lifting weights two hours every day. Or I'm, like, the astrology person now. I'm (laughs) in books all day. And then, like, now I feel so obsessed with music, but this is the only thing that I felt, like, is actually fundamentally me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, oh, I'm getting into fitness because I see other people being successful as fitness influencers, and I think I can do that, too. Yeah. And so I'm, like, totally—and that's why it's never sustainable to me. This is the first thing I've felt obsessed with, that I'm, like, I never feel like I'm wasting my time when I'm, like— practicing piano even if I'm doing like the most like rudimentary stuff because I'm so like I feel like behind other people who started learning instruments earlier informally like I I just never feel like I'm wasting time anymore whereas before I'm like should I does it matter if I'm swole like does it matter Mm -hmm. if I can deadlift this many pounds does it matter if I know all of this weird obscure information you know well, and I've seen it, you know, from my perspective, you know, you've you've had these bouts with like astrology. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird word to use, yeah. but you've had this like obsessive, obsessive uh, like period where you're like reading astrology, listening to astrology podcasts, and it's great. But you know, there's always that like you're like, oh, well, like what can I use this for? Right. You know, but it's it's interesting because I feel like the astrology obsessed with astrology is because it helped me understand myself more. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to understand myself more. And this, this is the same with like any, like all of this, like spirituality phases I've gone through. Cause I'm super into all of that stuff, but I feel like I've always been trying to understand myself more so I can understand why I'm depressed. And the reason I'm depressed is because I'm not making art. So it's like, why not just learn more about myself in the making of art rather than trying to like, do you know what I'm, does that make sense? Right. So with music, what I see is you're just doing it because you love doing it and you want to yeah, do it. It's fundamentally satisfying. <laughs> but isn't it funny that, you know, you said, you commented earlier, we were laying in bed and you were like, so in July is going to be our three-year anniversary <laughs> together, right? So it's been like, how far is July? March, April, May, June, July, four months. Yeah. So we've been together for two years and two thirds of a year, right? <laughs> yeah. And you were like, yeah, it took us this entire time before we actually started making music together. 
Right. But why? Well, and, and like and it's it, not a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like part of it is like what I said, my just feeling like totally inadequate as a musician because you have been in a music project and you've been in a band since mm-hmm. the time I've known you. And I've always felt like less competent. So it's like, why even like try to divert his attention from that project, which is more like viable, but that, you know, fell away at this time, you know, because you wanted to change your focus. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was just all of these things had to come together at the right time for us to do it. And yeah, it really, everything you're right. Everything had to go a certain way to lead us here. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really cool now working on this musical project with you because we have such different – we come from some such different places with music, you know. Like I've never considered myself a strong lyricist, but I've always prided myself on writing really catchy stuff, right? People have always told me like, oh, you know – you sent me that demo of the song. It's been stuck mm-hmm. in my head for a week. And nice. I'm like, great. I pride myself on that. And you pride yourself on lyrics, but you also also write good, catchy songs. Right? Sure. And you're like starting to learn production stuff, but I've been doing production work for years. Right. So it's like combined, we have like every skill really covered. <laughs> right? You can yeah. write amazing lyrics. You can write a really catchy tune. I can help with that really catchy tune because I'm also good at that. And then I can do the production. Mm-hmm. So it's like very balanced and it's very... Fair and balanced, like Fox News. No. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. No no news channel is unbiased. It's fair and balanced. Absolutely C-span? not. Not one of them. Except for Fox. <laughs> they, they report, we decide. But you know what I mean? It's like this very... We got everything covered, I feel like. Yeah, it's true. And it's it's also that... And I feel like it's, it's, what is our relationship? It's just weird because we like the same things. We have similar weaknesses, but we also complement each other in this way where I'm so passionate about lyrics and you're like, ah, like you Mm -hmm. can do the lyrics. And I'm like, but I don't really care about having super embellished, uh, like music. So I'll just write simple chords and then you'll like spice them up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, that sounds great. I trust your judgment on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we both add that middle part that f- like we can write something catchy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we, because a lot of people, and I've said this to you, a lot of people write their own songs and it's just like a lot of the times it doesn't, and I'm talking about like amateur musicians, right? Like, they don't match up. Like, what they're singing and the chords and everything, it doesn't sound very cohesive, mm-hmm. right? And people are like, oh, why don't people like listening to my music? And I'm like, well, it just kind of doesn't make sense. And you have to kind of learn that. Sometimes it's natural, right? Yeah. And, like, you have that thing, which is impressive, that you can just <laughs> write something that's like, I'm like, oh, that's a really catchy song, right? Because before I heard your original music, I was like, well, I, can, I know she can play guitar, I know she can sing. I know she can write lyrics, but is it all going to right? But is it all going to come together? And for a lot, a lot, a lot of people, it just doesn't, Mm-mm. right? And I'm like, wow, we can both do that. That's yeah. so fucking wild. So fucking wild. And now we're doing it together. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's very gratifying mm-hmm. to finally be moving into this thing that I wanted to do for so long that I like started doing when I was in high school and then just like tabled for the longest time. It's weird to like feel like 
you're more capable, you were more capable at something in like your distant past than you are like at present time because you just didn't nourish it, nurture it, whatever. Um, Same thing. So I'm like reconnecting with that. And it's nice. It's very, I like I love writing poetry and putting it out there, but there's something about music that's so universal, you know, like it's just satisfying to put words to music. Mm-hmm. And it's gratifying for me to take your music, like you said, and like expand on it because mm-hmm. that's what I'm good at. Right. I've never thought I was the best lyricist and you're a good lyricist. Thank you. Yeah. But you're like, you're great at it. What? You know? <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait for everyone to hear the new, the new cute threat stuff. stuff. I don't, when do you think the first song might come out? I don't know, soon. Next month? Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Earlier, later? I don't know. I have no idea either. It's too scary to think about that yeah. right now. Yeah. We got to like finish one we're really proud of first. Yeah. It's, we're going to tweak Whichever song we end up finishing first, we're gonna. I know we're gonna tweak over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I'm an extreme perfectionist. As am I with my but, music. Yeah, and it's like some of the songs that you were gonna, that are gonna come up are songs that I wrote like years and years ago that I've just like been changing and little pieces of rewriting the lyrics, rewriting different parts for like years and years, and it's like now that this has to be like cemented. Do you know what I mean? Forever. You have to finalize them. Yeah, and. What else is interesting, when I was saying earlier that I was using, like, I was getting super into astrology and spirituality and self-development and just being obsessive with all that stuff to, like, learn more about myself, you learn just as much, like, making music, right? Like, I've learned so much about myself trying to refine lyrics. It's like, um, I don't know we've been like thinking about what topics can we write about that are relatable that people are going to like love hearing about that that's topics that are going to touch other people slay slay <laughs> and it's like well what about a mean breakup song and then we're like you're like oh i've never really had like a like ever wished ill will on someone mm-hmm. and i'm like well let me tell you <laughs> Have I ever? Right. And it's like, it's just, just asking those simple questions, it teaches you a lot about yourself. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a part of me that's super angry and wants to like, wishes all these like, saucy things on other people. And uh, you can't really act those things out in real life and you can't dwell on them, but you can like put them in a song. And people are like, yeah, I felt that way too. Mm-hmm. It's just a good... um way to vent all that out right that's why when people when artists get flack for like being emo (laughs) it's like well they don't walk around like i'm listen i'm depressed (laughs) i mean i actually do but well you're like here are the reasons why like you don't behave like that as a functioning adult that's why you make music that's why you make art Mm -hmm. that's why you paint about it that's why you sing about it Mm. because that's the outlet so if you've ever called if you've ever made fun of someone for being emo in their music not fair, not cool. Right. Because that's the outlet. That's where we're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's for listeners to bond with. Mm-hmm. That's why we do the thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for people to hear what we make. And I'm, be exci- like, I'm excited to hear what we make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. How you feeling? How am I feeling? You want to wrap up? I'm still caffeinated. I'm, 
I'm, I'm on a different planet. I'm so sweaty right now. Yeah, I am yeah. a little sweaty, And I'm too. cold still. Yeah. I'm going to go run so fast. I think I'm going to run a little bit. I'm it's extremely just so nice sore out. from the other day, but I do want some more, some more D, hmm. if you know what I mean. <laughs> Vitamin D. Hmm. <laughs> um, Yo-Yo has not moved She's for the past, asleep. like, 20 minutes. She is out. Take- I, like, had to stop for a second to make sure that she was still breathing. <laughs> I'm going to zoom in right now and take a picture of you. <laughs> you can't even really see her on there. She's so cute. We'll post a few photos on our cute thread Instagram. <laughs> and with that being said, end of the show? Yeah. End of the show spiel? Sure. Okay. Well, we've been talking about cute threat the entire time. So uh, go find our music wherever you get your tunes, your tunage. Uh, follow us on Instagram at cute threat is us together. Sarah is at the Sarah Sullivan. I am at the Eric Ames. Find us on iTunes podcast and give us a nice rate and review. It helps more people listen to the show. And if you can support the podcast on our host Anchor with a monthly donation that helps us keep buying food to nourish ourselves to give us the energy to record the podcast. <laughs> yes. Shout out to our four monthly donors: oh. Alex May, Kevin Dooley, Karen Burchett. And Inga Pfeiffer. I am assuming that's how you say your name. Let me know if uh, I'm wrong there. Yeah. I'm excited for the future. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I love you. I love you. And listeners, I love you. And Yo-Yo. Love you the mostest. We love you the mostest. Oh, she's awake now. Oh, hello. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.